On today's episode of It's Just Money, we have week one college football picks. We also break down week zero and talk our favorite uniforms that college football just introduced. It's a great episode that includes a ton of picks that you can place on the Vigit app. The Vigit app is the number one social media sports betting app in the entire world. You can place bets through the app without wagering real money. It is the best app in the entire world. You can then exchange your coins, which you win through your bets, for Amazon gift cards, TVs, PS5, other great prizes. We cannot recommend this app to you enough. You need to download today and use the code It's Just Money when you sign up and you get a thousand free coins. Do it today. Do it right now. Better than better than that. Do it right now. Get the Vigit app. We love you. Thanks for joining us. Let's go. Is that I never ask my clients to judge me on my winners. I ask them to judge me on my losers because I have so few. What's up, bitches? Tell them to bring me my money. Okay, we are back. It is the It's Just Money podcast presented by Vigit. Today is Thursday, September 2nd, which means college football is fully back. And there are a ton of games tonight, tomorrow night, and Saturday, which we love. And when I say we, I mean the boys. The boys are all here. Let's talk to Reese first this week. Reese, how are we doing? Good. Had a phenomenal opening week. Uh, Shout out San Jose. Uh, First quarter, that was just a great pick. Uh, And then shout out Fresno State, just Schaefer fired me up last week to put that in, and they just absolutely took it to those Huskies. And good 2-0 to start the week, you know? Yeah, we love that. The boys started 6-2 and two as a podcast. It's a great week. Um, a lot more games this week, so you'll see a lot more plays. I think we already have nine on the board right now. If you're not already following our action, follow it. Um, and that idea came from the other side, which is Jake Schaefer. Jake, how we doing? I am doing absolutely fantastic. It is good to see you, Parks. Uh Rather than being dead or hiding from the world, I'm glad you decided to show up today. So I appreciate that. Um, no, it's good. Like I said, like you said, we got football from Wednesday all the way to Monday night, and uh, I got to be back in Jack Trice Stadium for the first time uh, in two years, and I've never skipped a year before last year. So uh, it's going to be very exciting, and I, yeah, cannot complain about anything right now. All right, the last half of the pod he has kept his pick secret from us so we don't even know what he likes um it's jordan pierce jp how are we doing doing fantastic i can't complain been absolutely um you know going to bed at night just waiting one more day till kickoff one more day till kickoff butterflies haven't set in yet for the weekend in the iowa game but i've been absolutely buzzing with any downtime i have just reading up on every game even if i don't like the line i'm reading up on everything so cannot complain i will say that when you look at game, the game one or week one slate that like we were talking about the last couple of weeks, how great it looks, it looks great still, but you look at it and you're like, damn, there's still all those games with just huge spreads. It's like, good thing we have a couple of nightcaps. Like you got Clemson, Georgia, you got Boise state, UCF, and then you got Notre Dame on Sunday and Ole Miss on Monday. So it's like the nightcaps in there really help out the slate. Yep. Nope. Great slate of games this weekend in college football. We're looking forward to it. We'll break a lot of them down. I think we have a lot of plays for big games, except for one. There's one that's a little sketchy and the line kind of stinks. We'll dive into that later. Beforehand, we need to wrap up. The mascot draft results are in. JP wins the mascot draft, 44% of the votes. Then I came in second with 36% of the votes. 
Reese came in third with 12%. And then Schaefer rounds it out on his own idea with eight. Good idea, Schaefer. <laughs> Schaefer, what, what's your ending comments for the draft that you came up with and got last? You got yeah. thwacked. Apparently, uh, I a lot of people don't know what a good mascot is. And I, apparently, I underestimated everyone's stupidity, I guess, but I don't know. And apparently, Schaefer doesn't know how to do any drafting, but apparently, it's his idea. Kid what sucks. Boys. You don't know the apparently kid? No. Yeah. I, the, the little ginger kid that went on yeah. Ellen <laughs> and stuff. It, it's, and apparently. It, it, Never been on live TV before. I thought he was Where, trying to mock Schaefer. I'm like, that is just – that is awesome. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> We're jacking up the impressions early tonight. Um, so, draft results. I moved to three and one. I take my first loss. JP moves to one and three. And then Reese and Jake are down there looking for their first draft win. I don't know what you could do differently. Um, Sounds like we're Make due better for choices. One. You are Sounds due. Sounds like we're due for one. You are hey, off my back. I don't care if I never win another one. At least they got one. Yes, that is a good start. One win is a good start to get off in a, a winning streak. So it's a good start to a streak. Um, okay, week zero takeaways. What do we take away from week zero? I will lead us off. Um, I will go last. I think you should go last because we'll, we'll spend more time on this one than anything else. No, no, I'm going first. Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so Nebraska loses to Illinois 30-22. to 22. My takeaways from the game are – we are fucking awful. I mean, it's like diabolical to watch. It's the most frustrating and heart-wrenching thing to put so much effort and fandom into your life that I do. And then for them to put a product on the field like they do. Adrian Martinez, you're 21 years old and you play like you're 12. Figure it the fuck out. Scramble outside the pocket. The one time you do and you run hard, you score a 75-yard touchdown and don't get touched. Nine other times... You dribble around the end, and then you try to make a move, even though you don't have jukes and anybody could catch you, including Michael Sam. You get fucking drilled. You're horrible. Figure it out. Quit making young mistakes. Outside of that, we need to get some weapons. We don't have any weapons. Xavier Betts, a guy I thought was going to be a huge target this year, one of our better players when we went four and five last year in our dog shit year. He doesn't even touch the field. He literally returned one kick, and he just called a fair catch. It was the worst thing I've ever seen. In my entire life, I cannot put that much hope into a team. Will I be in Lincoln this weekend to watch us beat the shit out of Fordham because they're horrible? Yes, I will be, and I will cheer on the Huskers. However, I will not put near as much hope into any other game the rest of the year. I canceled my Oklahoma trip. I will not be going to Norman because I'm not traveling to watch a product like that on the field, and it's despicable, and we need to figure it the fuck out, and if we don't, I'm going to get more mad, and I could end up killing myself. I – I want to say I don't think you should be that mad at the talent level because I think the talent level. Oh, it's coaching. It's a hundred percent coaching. Absolutely. That that's that's really where it starts. And Scotty boy, I don't know you. I mean, you obviously listened to the pardon my take today, Parks probably when they talked about yep. Frost's comment. He's like, uh, yeah, we didn't prepare for the formations that was set out. He Frost. said we watched spring film. Listen here, fuckface. This isn't UCF anymore. This is not the American Conference. People in Cower 5 conferences do not run their full sets in the spring game. They don't do that. For one, like, because they don't give like, everything um, away. Have you heard of an adjustment? It's kind yeah. of the yeah. whole job of the coach. Our whole game plan was off as soon as they came out in something different. 
<laughs> you're making an adjustment a, there? How do you a coach? <laughs> he's got a great knack for calming people down after a frustrating situation. I'll tell you that. He does. <laughs> so good at it. <laughs> we just got, we're snake bitten right now. No, we're not. You're just bad at coaching football. <laughs> I think that everything was really, everything was fine in the first half. Well, obviously that punt was, that punt return was. How about the first points of the entire the, college season being a yeah, safety? Yeah, that was. <laughs> That was Absolutely. one of the funnier things there's I've ever no, seen. There's but no explanation for that. I've seen Iowa do that, so I can't, I can't laugh at that part too much. Like, Here's the that. issue. We have absolutely nobody else that can return a punt rather than our DB. <laughs> hey, Iowa has DBs return punts a lot. Yeah, we, that's not good. We, have, yeah, we just have a guy. Desmond King. It's not I good. Everything turns sideways, obviously – after that fumble and it was like all season all, all over again it was like last season or in the past two seasons all over again and martinez just can't fucking stop turning the ball over it's absolutely incredible 54 fumbles how, in four seasons that's incredible how you number one how you keep a guy in like that and you have no second choice and number two as an adrian martinez how do you let yourself fumble that many times you gotta fix something it's it's at the worst times yeah. Right? Oh yeah. <laughs> what a what a terrible time to give up a touchdown when you guys were going to go into half just fine, tied at half, whatever. And yeah, the turning no, no. point in the game, we're up nine to two, with uh, six minutes left in the second quarter. We get a pick on a great QB rush from Caleb Tanner, and he gets called for a debatable passing, pa- uh, roughing the passer, debatable. Yeah. And then they go down and score and make it nine to nine. And then the fumble happens, the falling possession to make it 16 to nine. That's the whole turning point of the game. If we get the ball up nine to two with six minutes left at the 50 yard line on after that interception, it's a completely different game. That does not excuse the fact, however, how poorly the game was coached afterward and how like we looked like complete dog shit for three possessions. Yeah. The defense wasn't bad. It really wasn't. They went thirty, went up thirty-one to ten. It was like, yeah, this one is, uh, this is over. <laughs> There's a lot of issues. There's a lot of issues. Um, this is not the year, so we can move on from it. And uh, I was just gonna say, I'm so glad my over was fifty-four and a half instead of fifty-three and a half, or I would go personally to that kicker's house, and yeah, he wouldn't see the light. You see, it, it closed at fifty-two and a half. Did it? It closed yeah. at fifty-two and a half, and it went fifty-two. No way. I had fifty-four. And I took the ender, and I felt, I felt good as soon as I knew that Illinois had killed as much time as they had before punting it away. Then I felt fine. But then just remembering the two missed PATs, I was like, wow, I could have pushed this, which wouldn't have been bad. But yeah, holy moly, thank you for missing PATs. <laughs> like, I was, we said, me and Reese were golfing, and, and the safety hit. And we go, wow, that's going to really mess up some stuff. I was like, that's going to ruin the minus seven. The yeah. And then it gets to like nine and nine to two or whatever. And we're like, something's, yeah, something's screwed up here. Like the minus seven worked out great. If you were an Illinois fan, the plus seven worked great. Oh yeah. Um, Yeah, no, it's tough. It's a tough loss. Um, We got beat by them last year and then we do it again, but we, we live and we learn. I, I got my hour and a half of pouting in my room in silence over and I took what I took away from it and we're moving on. For myself, you guys can share your thoughts as well. Yeah, my thoughts are simply Adrian Martinez looks like a guy that who's trying to do absolutely. He looks like the kid in like fifth, sixth grade who's like 
way better than everybody, but he tries to be like crazy, you know, cool and do everything by himself. And then he just makes the dumbest mistakes. You're like, what are you doing? Like that kind of thing. And then like, you look at the one bright spot on the offense. It felt like Oliver Martin was the one bright spot. Well, that guy's been to three FBS programs in four years. He hasn't figured three anything out. Three big 10 schools. Oh, three big – yeah, he was at Iowa, didn't really get – or he was at Michigan and then played a little bit, didn't really enjoy it that much, left after two years, went to Iowa, was there for a year, didn't get the playing time because the receiving room was so deep. What leaves again, I don't understand. I think he might be just be running from competition at this point. Goes to Nebraska, has a great week one, and it's like – like, you don't have weapons. There's no weapons around Martinez to make things happen. I would say, outside of giving up the X amount of points, take away, obviously, the safety and the scoop and score, you have some bright spots on the defensive line. Like, number zero was an absolute animal. I think he was either a transfer or a true freshman. I can't transfer. remember his name. Juco transfer. Uh, absolute animal. He had two or three sacks. Like, there's pieces, but pieces don't make the whole damn – like, you need more than one piece to make a damn puzzle work. So, I mean, they're a long way from home. And I don't think coaching is going to change anything this year. I think they'll get better with mistakes, but they're not going to get better talent-wise and schematically and anything like that. Like, it's a longer road than what people may have thought. That's why I was like, like, seven points is just crazy to me between those two teams. Like, three and a half, I'd have been like, okay, that's more like it. Seven was like like, are we serious at seven? Like, Bielema, we get it. We haven't seen him play. But you know what Bielema does in the Big Ten. He power runs. He keeps the ball down your throat. They lose Peters with a possible collarbone. By the way, that's every time I see somebody land on their shoulder like that and, like, cringe immediately. Hate JP, it. JP has yeah. Uh, nightmares. Yeah, I do. But then you got Sikowski comes in. And it's like, if Bielema, is Bielema that much better of a coach than Frost? Because – Bielema took Sikowski, who was absolutely horrible at Rutgers. Eight, touch, eight touchdowns to 20 interceptions yeah. at Rutgers. <laughs> and plugged him into an offense. <laughs> I think all he had to do was plug him into an offense with, like, minimal weapons and be like, don't mess up. Like, just play minimal. And that's what he did, and it worked. Why can't they do it? Like, why can't Nebraska do that with Martinez? Why can't they do that with McCaffrey last year? Like, like you know what I mean? There's so much going on. How about Marquis Stepp, the USC transfer running back? Scores the first touchdown of college yeah. football and doesn't see the field the rest of the game. Zero snaps. Yeah, I was intrigued as to what the issue was there. Um, they haven't said anything. Before. It wasn't like an athletic – like he didn't like scamper 35 for a tutty. Like he was within the red zone already. But like when you get a guy from USC and you need playmakers, it looks like you got to make them a future piece of that offense. They're missing a lot. Schaefer and Reese, any takeaways from the Nebraska game other than don't bet on Nebraska? That's it. Oh, sorry, you go ahead, Reese. Nope, that's it. I was going to say, uh, look, for, look for the old road runners to kind of wake uh, wake the old I was going to say, I just about said that. I was like, do we like six and a half next weekend? Like road runners, that's a sleeping team. Come, come back down to earth like yeah. a little bit in Illinois. <laughs> okay. I, don't, I haven't heard anything on Peters, and so I assume Sikowski's plan, I guess. Yeah. That's, I just – that's a game I'm going to stay away from anyway. I'll be interested to see what happens Iowa-wise. Um, but, yeah, UTSA is a good U- or Conference USA team. So, it's not like they're getting another sludge. True. Okay, other than that, week zero games. Obviously, that was the biggest one, which is saying nothing about week zero. Um, San Jose State takes it to Southern Utah, 45-14. Schaefer hits on under 14 and a half. Barely. Um, Barely. And, and then <laughs> – um, 
Everybody else hit. We, me and Reese hit on seven of the first quarter, um, 22 and a half for the game. Easy money. And then the lock of the week, unspoken first lock quarter. of the week. Unspoken lock of the week from Schaefer at Fresno State with 27 and a half was a cakewalk. No sweat. No sweat. Yeah. I think uh, I JP's might. JP's wrong. JP's wrong. UConn does not score. Um, I scored once. (laughs) UConn's going to be like the Kansas of last year. I'm just going to fade them every single week. I think I'm going to make a lot of money. Yeah, Holy Cross this weekend. You in on Cross? (laughs) I thought – I didn't know Holy Cross had a football team. (laughs) Yeah, that's news to me as well. I thought they were just a basketball school. Um, Schaefer's, Schaefer's quote last week about how – saying how they didn't want to play defense – or play football because COVID last year. Schaefer goes – no, it's because your defense is so bad. That's why you don't want to play football. That fired me up to hammer that for uh, Fresno State. Shout out Shaver for the win right there. Yeah. Let's talk about those two teams, though, those two Mountain West teams. You got Fresno State, who absolutely put a pummeling on someone. You got San Jose State, they did the same exact thing. Two obviously inferior opponents. But now they got a little bit of a challenge this week. Like, what from do? You, yeah, what about, uh, what about Hawaii? I don't. I think Hawaii kind of disappointed a little bit. I don't oh, think. Or was be- it? Or is it the other side of it? Is UCLA? Is UCLA uh, better team than people think? I don't. They're I don't better know team than people think. They're not forty points better on any given day. Better than that. Over was looking. That under was looking sweaty for a second too. I know. I was. Oh, I had a small like quarter unit parlay going on some things, and that was the one question mark. And I was like, oh my god! And then it hit, and everything was golden. But that was my short story. Thanks for coming. Uh, yeah, other than that, takeaways, UCLA, Pounds, Hawaii. Um, what's, what game am I missing? There's one in between. UTEP there. played in New Mexico State. And yes, God, UTEP are they wins. bad. New Mexico State <laughs> dog shit. They're so bad. But, yeah, a lot of games on the ticket for week zero that were awful. But easy, easy money. Six and two, great week. However, week one is here. And week one has a full slate over three days. Four, if you want to include tonight, which is Wednesday. You're listening to this on Thursday, which means there's a shit ton of games tonight, including Ohio State and Minnesota, which we have a lot more writing on than money. Shaper has a potential shaved head. JP I has. I don't remember saying that, by the way, the whole shaved head thing. There's a oh, whole recording that yeah, has it. You can find it on our TikTok at It's Just Money Pod. I think I, think I said like a like a river or a lake i'd rather not do the fountain and play the whole legal constellation there either way you are risking pneumonia here pretty pretty soon dude it's cold up here it's That's like what I'm saying. it's cold up here it's like 10,000 lakes you can go find one anywhere man yeah there's like <laughs> i have 70 the next week and then I am risking bleeding out of my ass cheek in getting a tattoo of the state of Minnesota. So a lot riding on Ohio State, Minnesota tomorrow. I'm not sure if we have any plays. You'll have to stay tuned. However, let's go to it. Week one, lines and games. We'll let everybody kind of say what their card is going to look like. Why? Very briefly, because there's a shit ton of plays. We already have nine on the board for sure. Still waiting on JPs, and the play of the week is decided. We will share it towards the end of the pod. We'll let Schaefer lead it off. What's a play or your plays of the week? Uh, one play of the week. We'll just give it because that's uh, – well, Let's not call it plays of the week because I don't want to take well, it away. Just say what you like, what you're rocking yeah. with. Yeah, yeah, what are you rocking we, we this might as well, We might as well start off with a Thursday game. Uh, my Thursday game is going to be N State – NC State, sorry, minus 18 and a half uh, against South Florida. Uh, at least for the – 
first week of college football, the majority of my bets are going to be going against some horrendous teams. And South Florida is definitely one of those. Um, they gave up 40 points a game last year, uh, over 440 yards per game. NC State's actually 7-3 and three against the spread in their last 10. This is a good football team that's going to surprise a lot of people. Great football team, and I'm going to love it when they win and get one step closer to a future, baby. And, yeah, JP, like I was just going to resort to, JP is very high on this football team. He talks about the quarterback play that is going to be really good for them. Um, and we talk about Leary. Is Leary going to be – the starter, JP? Did we yeah, yeah, he's he's been declared the starter. Issue becomes, can he stay healthy for an entire yeah. year? Um, bright side is they do have um, they have a guy behind him that obviously got a ton of snaps last year when he got hurt early. So they're they got a couple. They're a lot like Kansas State, where like one their starter got hurt early in a year and they kind of went through the year with the backup. So they have experience. That's why I'm. I mean, one of the reasons I'm high on them. Yeah, and this is a, not a slouch of a defense either. It's a defense that ranked ranked top 15 in sacks and top 30 in interceptions. So I think they're going to pretty force this bad South Florida team to a lot of turnovers, and they're going to get aggressive early. Um, obviously, they're going to want to get Leary going after getting injured last year. So I think they're going to be pretty aggressive offensively. Um, if anybody would like to lean in over play, I think that's a good choice. But I like NC State taking care of business of uh, 18 and a half points. Okay. Yeah, and I think – one thing to put on that, um, I think this is kind of something to think about. When you are a Power 5 school that is playing somebody who's not a non-FCS, so you're playing a G5 school, but you're playing someone from like more of a reputable conference, like a Mountain West or an AAC, you're not usually going to come out and just work some things out of the kinks. Like they're going to come out and try to hit a rhythm and try to play a good offense, and then maybe they'll slow down later in the game if they get up by a certain amount of points. I know how bad USF is. I think we understand how bad they were. I think they won a football game last year. I don't know if they're any better. I don't see them getting any better. I just think this is a great spot for NC State to kind of hit a rhythm and work, um, you know, till week two and three when games get tougher in the ACC. Are you on that play as well, JP? I am not because I want to um, – I want to see Leary kind of before I go and bet on him um, later in the year. I think when I have a future on a team, games that I know that they are going to, like, win, obviously, I'm not as interested in the spreads. Games that get interesting where they get – like, if they play – when they play North Carolina or they play Virginia Tech, things like that, and I've already got them with the future, I usually – if I'm really feeling good about them, I'll double down on those spots. Okay. Play for me, I'll lead off Thursday is Temple at Rutgers. I like Rutgers minus 14. I like this pick a lot. Rutgers is getting better. I've said it multiple times throughout our episodes on this podcast. Greg Schiano starting to figure things out. They have better players, not good, but better players than Temple. Temple is fucking awful. They're one in six last year. They're a horrible football team. I like Rutgers at home week one to win by two touchdowns or more. I might push this bet. It could be a 14-point game. I don't think Temple remain scoreless I think they score but I think Rutgers beats him by two or more touchdowns for sure I like this pick a lot good Thursday pick something to watch um, Rutgers is not good I will repeat myself but Temple is much worse okay let's go to another Thursday game Schaefer do you have another Thursday I don't I would like to talk about probably actually not probably the easily the most two important games though uh, UCF and Boise State and Ohio State and Minnesota 
Okay, well, I'll give my last pick, and then we can talk through those because I would also like to do that. Uh, my last pick for Thursday is Arizona State and Southern Utah over 55 points. I love this pick because I think Arizona State puts 55 up themselves. I could easily see this being a 56-0 game. Here's why. San Jose State. Southern Utah score. <laughs> I don't either, but here's why. San Jose State puts up 45 against them and then kind of slows down when they pull Starkle out of the game. Arizona State has doubled the offensive weapons than San Jose State does and is going to try and roll early. If they do this, I love this pick because I think it'll be 56 to nothing, probably 42 to nothing at half if it goes the way San Jose State did because they couldn't stop moving the football. It looked like a game of pickup on a fifth-grade playground. There were so many big plays. I think Arizona State takes advantage of it. I think the game goes over 55, maybe just on the back of Arizona State. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't dislike that, but I just think that's exactly what you were just saying is, like, if they don't score, Arizona State has to stay on the pedal. Like, they can't come off. Like, Herm's got to keep Jaden Daniels in there. And I know Southern Utah's bad. That's the only worry that becomes to me is, like – when If they bring their second team in, Arizona State, early, like, let's say it's 42 nothing in the third quarter, anyway. I think Southern Utah scores once, at least once or twice. Because they put up 14, granted there was a pick six in there, but that drive that they did score on San Jose State's first team defense wasn't a bad drive. And if we get one or two of those, I think this is a lock. I don't mind it, yeah. Okay, JP, do you have any Thursday plays before we talk about the games we wanted to talk through? And Reese has it. I love that. Reese, no, fuck you, JP. Reese, what's your play? (laughs) Go ahead. Uh, My one for Thursday that I really liked as I was looking at it more, um, Ohio State first half by seven. Love that. Okay. I like that. That game kind of scares me. Let's talk about that game. That game scares me. me. It scares me as well. And the only reason it scares me a little bit is because I haven't seen CJ Stroud and I understand all the hype behind him and I understand all that stuff. I believe in Ryan Day just as much as I believe in Saban uh, when it comes to those programs. Minnesota was weird last year. They had a lot of COVID issues just like anybody else. They had a lot of things going on. They had the best back in the Big Ten in Muhammad Ibrahim who quietly ran for over 1,000 yards again last year, and nobody's talking about that. He'll touch the ball 25, 30 times, and Minnesota's going to play this slow, methodical, um, you know, kind of keep the ball away from Ohio State and stay out of a slugfest kind of football. And I I think that's why it'd be such a difference. Like, Tanner Morgan's going to have to have a better year, obviously. What are we saying, Reese? I was going to say the big thing that, that I was looking at last year that I took away is like their Minnesota's defense in, in 2020 gave up 30 points a game. Um, mm-hmm. Ohio State had the best rush um, in the Big Ten at 275 yards a game. Um, Minnesota gave up 207 on the ground per game last year with an average of 6.3 per carry. And I mean, they gave up 208 in the year, too. And I mean, like with that guy, I mean, we haven't seen Stroud play, yeah. But I mean, that were, the wide receiver core they have there. With I don't know if it's oh is it Olave or Olave Chris Olave Wilson yeah, Olave. Olave like they got one of the best wide receiver cores and I feel like you're gonna go there and yeah it's your first game on the road but if, I mean if you're a team that they've won the last how many Big Ten titles mm-hmm. is like they're they're going for their fifth in a row like I feel yeah. like they're just gonna if they get there and they can start off hot and find a find a rhythm especially with um, Teague in the backfield like gonna get most of their touches like I feel like they're gonna be a way to find a rhythm early. Yeah, I mean, Minnesota did not have a very good defense last year. I, we understand that and kind of what they did. Um, but they do bring back, like, I like five or five of those top seven tacklers. They lose their interior defensive lineman, which goes, again, like right to what you were saying, Reese, is how much yeah. they're giving up on the ground, how much Ohio State could run the football. Um, but how much 
I know how talented Ohio State is, no matter what the name is. And it feels like any name you'd say, oh, it plays at Ohio State, they automatically get a bump. The, the running back situation in Columbus is like, it's not superstar level. It's enough to be a good Big Ten running back, but it's not Mohamed Ibrahim. Like, Ohio State had defensive struggles last year, too. And granted, that was more the secondary. But can Tanner Morgan make a couple plays? Like, he doesn't have the same weapons as he did last year, obviously, in the receiving core, but. Can he just make a couple plays here or there? And can Mohamed Ibrahim, like, touch 110 yards and just kind of grind one out a little bit? And, like, that, I can see it being, like, 34-24 or something like that, you know? And so that's why the 14's iffy. Because 14's hey, a push. As long as they cover by seven and a half, I don't give a shit what the final is. I, I just – it just depends. Yeah, I mean, it's I, completely different. I was going to say, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, Reese, but I just – it's going to be tough. I think Ohio State with a new quarterback – and kind of the, I don't know, the new uh, pieces that they have to put together for this year. I can see a slower start in the first half. Um, I Like you talked about um, with Muhammad Ibrahim, that's kind of an offense that's going to have to give him the ball 100 times and just keep it out of um, Jesus C.J. Stroud's hand. Sorry. So I think that Tanner Morgan – and it's going into his fifth year. He's got a ton of experience. I mean, yeah, he doesn't have the weapons, but I think he get, doesn't get enough credit for how good he can be. Um, and when you have those two of the one-two punch for Minnesota, I think and the experience that they got coming back in the weird year at home on a Thursday night, I don't know. I think you're going to get a Minnesota team that's really hungry to get back on track. You also have to keep in mind, this is an Ohio State team that's got to play Oregon next week. I think it could be a slow start. I think – they but they're so- not going to look forward to that game, knowing this is a conference game. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not worried about that for him. My worry would be, yeah, the slow start. Like, get your feet wet. Got to get a quarterback ready to go. You got to do all these new things. And yeah, you're in Minneapolis. But I mean, how loud is TCF think? I'm not. I'm honest. not worried at all. I fucking love it. Ride that shit, baby. I'm not saying I dislike the pick. I'm just saying full game. I guess we've gotten me and Shaver gotten more full game into talks on this. I was gonna say I think that the second half you're gonna see a really fast start out of Ohio State. I think that the the defensive line for Ohio State's way too good to not pull away with this in the second half. Obviously, you talk about Olave. They got Jackson Smith and the Jenga. That's like my favorite name in college football right now. I think Massachusetts. Like JP said, uh, Teague's a solid running back, but he's definitely going to be good enough to be the best running back for Ohio State. I just, yeah, a lot of pieces I can see them pulling away, and they can probably cover the 14 in the second half. I, but just don't be worried about the seven. The seven. I, Seven's yeah. a dialed lock. I'm looking at like a se- I'm looking at a 17 to seven or a 21 <laughs> to 10. I don't like, give me whatever. <laughs> No, I like those, Reese. I like that pick. It's a little ballsy, but you got to risk it to get the biscuits sometimes. Amen. Do you have a Thursday play outside of Minnesota, Ohio State? No, I, I got games that I'm, like, excited to watch. I don't really have any plays. There's a lot of big spreads on Thursday. I'm interested to hear your Rutgers opinion on that bet. Do you think that's a crazy bet, or do you think that it's, it's probably going to hit, but it's a little sketchy? That's what I think, but no, I, I think Rutgers wins by two touchdowns. If you have 14 and not a hook, I'd be happy with that. I have 14. Yeah, Vedral, um, I mean, you're basically in a spot where Temple's just that much worse. They're horrible. Yeah, and they even – I don't understand how teams get so bad and then so many people leave the, like leave that team and go transfer someone else. Like, you were the problem. You were the one on the team. Like, just confuses the hell out of me. But anyway, like, 
Rutgers has the ability to be a better team than they were last year, and I think that's why you see 14 against a Temple team. You wouldn't usually see that in a normal year if people didn't think, you know, Rutgers is going to be better. So True. I, would, I wouldn't play it because I'm not a fan of Rutgers. I don't really care what they do. And to be honest, I don't have any faith in them until they really show me some. So maybe if they play this game really well in the next two, then I'll be like, okay, Rutgers is, you know, let's think about playing them down the road. Okay, let's jump to the other game Schaefer mentioned that we want to talk about. We're not sure on this one. Boise State and UCF, the line right now is six in favor of UCF. Where do you see six? Uh, I see it. It's from – I saw it at five and a half before. I know it's it's been moving a lot. Yeah, I saw – I just saw six. It's six right now, and I'm using Caesar Sportsbook. No way. It's six in favor of UCF. If this is six, I would play Boise State. Right, like at six. Schaefer's Schaefer's face gave me the. Uh, no, I just, I would just that'd be great, JP. I'd like you to play that. That sounds awesome. That's what I'm thinking. I, but I'm saying that's just so many points to give that team. Like I get you that playing road and all that stuff. Okay, so you're playing the plus six. If I can find six on what I use, I would pick six. Wasn't it like four and a half yesterday or like two days ago? Yeah, it's been four and a half. It's I mean, been, if it climbs again, we have to get to, maybe it gets to seven. I mean, I doubt it, but like. Well, it's not. It, that's probably the sharp movement you're seeing now is that line move from four opening all the way up to six. It is five and a half right now on DraftKings. I, I mean, I've been tossing back and forth between this game. Uh, I started with Boise State, and then I kind of listened to a couple of stuff. UCF made a great some great points to lean that way, but I think I'm going to stick with my guns here. I would pick Boise State. I think I took Boise State money line play on the Vigit app. Uh, I just think that when you got a quarterback like Hank Bachmeyer, I think that this team can go anywhere on the road, especially against a team like UCF and win. They've won six straight season openers. And fun fact, the last season opener they won was in Florida. So they talk about the humidity. They beat Florida State, so they talk about the humidity. Now, it could be a factor. I don't see that being much of a factor for this Boise State team. Uh, the over-under is super high. I would play the under. I think yeah, I like the under there too. Boise State's going to just try to control the game. Avalos is a defensive guy. They want to slow down this fast UCF offense. 67 and a half. A lot of points. A lot of points. And I think that if Boise State wins, this is definitely going to be an underplay. So that could be a big parlay for you if somebody was feeling dangerous. A little Boise State money line and a underplay. Uh, for, for some good money. But, yeah, I, I think that that's where I'm going to get a stick. I think that Malzahn and Dylan Gabriel are going to really bring a lot of uh, excitement to this to this team and for the conference this season to could try to compete with Cincinnati. But I don't know. I think that Boise State's – they're my pick in our conference play. Uh, pick them game. I think that this is going to be a really good football team and this, what a what better way to start off the year. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be points scored on UCF's end. Like, that's just what they do. It's Gus Malzahn's thing. That's what Dylan Gabriel does. I just think – I understand Hank Bachmeyer didn't have the best year last year for his – you know, he got hurt, and then he had expectations at a certain point, only throwing nine tutties and six picks is a little bit of a downgrade. But they have Jack Sears at a fallback plan, and he was solid last year. This isn't the situation where they're going to go, hopefully, you know, like BYU last year where they're playing with their four-string quarterback and there's just no hope of running anything – um, UCF's not a BYU defense from last year. They never have been. They're not going to get any better with Malzahn as the uh, head coach. So that's why I'm like, if there's six or something like that, like Boise State can score on this team, and I think Boise State will be solid enough to 
you know, handle UCF to a point like that to keep it close. They're not going to – I don't think they're going to get blown out in this situation. Boise State's a much – like a very respected program just like UCF, and rightfully so because they've been relevant longer than UCF has. So if it, anybody in any program has dealt with the turnover of coaches from consistently having a great year, two or three, and then leaving and then get a new head coach, it's that program right there. So, you know, that this is a great opening game for both of them because – they're both going to be, you know, non for the top G5 spot at the end of the year. True. Okay. That wraps up. So the play is if it's six, Boise State plus six. Schaefer laid the five. Did you get it at five, Schaefer? I took it uh, money line on the Vigit app. You took Boise State money line on the Vigit app. You can download that app today on the Apple App Store or the Android Google Play Store. Use the code. It's just money for a thousand free coins. Great app. Download it today. Let's jump to Friday. A little less here. Um, also, I feel like we should mention Appalachian State minus 10. I think that line's a little sketchy, so I'm staying away. But excited to see what Chase Bryce and the App State Mountaineers can do. True. Okay, Friday, there's some big games. North Carolina, Vatek. The line right now, according to Caesars, five and a half in favor of North Carolina. Yeah, I think that line's going to stick right there, too. I like yeah. it. I don't think it's going to move. Yeah, I it sketches me out one because it's Vodtech and it does matter when there are people there. Um, so you got to bet a little bit differently. South Dakota is plus fifteen and a half to Kansas, which is an interesting, interesting look. Um, and then Michigan State Northwestern. Michigan State Northwestern is Friday as well. Northwestern is a three-point favorite as of now. So those are a couple games that are notable teams, except for Kansas, oh. South Dakota State. That's just a, ga- a degenerate's fucking dream right there. Um, so let's excited. lead it off. I'm very excited for the Thursday night games, but the Friday games, I think I'm way excited for. And I think a lot of it has to do with that Virginia Tech-North Carolina matchup. Um, I am leaning North Carolina on that one. We'll see what happens tomorrow and where we go with that. I think Sam Howell is just a better quarterback than um, – I mean, he's getting a lot of credit for it, but I think his ability to bring a team up even after losing his top two rushers and his receiving targets – um, I think he'll be just fine. I think they're going to improve on defense. I think there's a lot of hype behind everything that's going on uh, in Chapel Hill. So I do like them to come out and fire. And I don't think they're going to come out flat. I think the one issue becomes if you're going to be, you know, Mac Brown in North Carolina is can you, can you control the ball enough and have great possessions? Because Virginia Tech's usually that ball control, you know, let's get up and down the field a couple times and, you know, move the – move the chains kind of team. Uh, North Carolina is that been that home run threat with Hal's big arm. And so can you get quality possessions and make sure you're getting touchdowns, not field goals to allow Virginia Tech to hang around? That's where the worry comes for me. Five and a half is one of those lines. It's like the Vegas medium between four and five and a half. Like just let the public take it where it will. That's why that line has made me hesitant just because of the bad number. But I, I just don't think that, I get that. It, and it's in Blacksburg, correct? Yeah. yeah. Correct. And so Five o'clock kick. Yeah. Five o'clock central kick. Ooh, Six o'clock Eastern. On Friday. Well, I thought that was at seven for some reason. See, I, five, I feel like five and a half for the full game is better. Like, if that was like a first half or something like that, I wouldn't touch it. Because I feel like, I mean, we were just talking about the Ohio State-Minnesota game. Like, like Vod Tech, like, they're a stadium. Obviously, like, I drafted them for my – for the, the stadium draft or whatever. Like, they're in the same, like – Lane that State. crowd is going to play a much bigger difference 
that's going to play a much bigger difference, I feel like, than, like, the Minnesota one was. So, I feel like they would – they're still going to try to come out hot, but, like, that crowd is going to have an effect, at least to start the game. But, like, second half, I feel like they're going to be just fine. Like, they'll make they'll be able to make your adjustments. That's, 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 that's where I was going with that. A great play might be Virginia Tech first half. All of the predictions, um, everything we're kind of expecting is North Carolina to kind of start out slow as well. It's like JP talked about Howell's a great quarterback and arguably a Heisman candidate. Um, but when you lose your top two targets and your top two backs, you're going to have to get some used to it and not just practice wise. You're going to have to get into some game reps. And it's a tough first game to go into Blacksburg and try to get your uh, feet under you uh, without your main guys. So it might take a half. So I kind of like a Virginia Tech first half, whatever that spread might be. Are you three? I believe it's three. Yes. Okay. That is the Friday game that's the most important. Are there any other Friday plays? Maybe the ones that I mentioned. Schaefer, you, your eyes lit up like a kid on Christmas when I said South Dakota plus 15. I, I would know. I don't have a lean in that game. I don't know what to expect. I am excited to watch the Lance Leopold era begin. Um, but, no, I don't think I'm going to be playing. I don't know if oh, this no. is a fade Kansas kind of day. I don't know if we can do that. But I mean, the Yields are – the Oats are getting better. They didn't have a bad spring last year. They're getting better. They barely played. They okay. Like- really quick answer here. Just say yes or no. No explanation. Do you think two and a half is a good line when it comes to Colorado State and South Dakota State? Yes, I think so too. Yes, I think if you're South Dakota State Jacks, wins that. I say if you're betting the Jackrabbits, you are. It's a great line. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Sprinkling a little bit on South Dakota State there might not be the worst decision someone's ever made. Okay, that wraps up for Friday. Now Saturday. You have a play. I asked if anybody had plays. What? Yeah, but then we went into South Dakota State. He wants to talk about the game, Michigan and State and Northwestern. Also, how is Northwestern only a three-point under our favorite? I don't I don't. I don't Listen, here's why, Schaefer. Let me they lost nine All-Americans. Let me break it down for you. So, Northwestern Michigan State, game one. Um, obviously, these are not the two premier Big Ten programs that everybody wants to watch. But then again, we just watched Illinois-Nebraska last week. So, we can't complain for a Friday night matchup. Uh, you got Northwestern in a situation where they kind of lose some bits and pieces around a team that was – I'm not going to say they were good. I mean, they were good. The defense was good. The offense was still abysmal. Um, but the situation here is Michigan State, I don't know – if they've gotten any better, like, have they done that much, like Mel Tucker and Michigan State staff, that much more to get that team that much better? Like, they hit the transfer portal, but everybody hits the transfer portal these days. Like, I, have they gotten that much better to be like, we can score now? You lose Rocky Lombardi, who you, by the way, trusted to start majority of the games last year. He left and went to NIU. Now the guy that is behind him is going to be your starter, and you bring in a transfer um, from Temple, like – like he couldn't play at Temple. Why was he going to play at Michigan State? Like just all these things. He going. might be the worst coach in college football. I'm just like, I'm, I'm starting to think to myself. Game one, Northwestern has a chance to tell everybody, okay, we're here again. We're going to have a good year in the Big Ten. We're not going to have those fall years that Pat Fitzgerald had in the past. And three points in a situation where you're coming off a high year. You get, by the way, um. Michigan State at home, and so you're at Ryan Field on a Friday night, Pat Fitzgerald, who, by the way, this stat, 
I couldn't believe I couldn't even think about it um, enough. Pat Fitzgerald was 12 and three in season openers at Northwestern. Now, I know that he had, you know, a bad loss a couple years ago um, when they lost to, oh, shoot, they lost to a Mac team a couple years ago at home, but they've challenged themselves and they've gone out and they played Stanford the likes of that. So 12 and three in the season openers. I trust Fitz to truly have a team ready to go week one. I don't believe that Michigan State's going to be that much better. I don't think they're going to be good enough offensively to score a ton of points on Northwestern. And, you know, it, it truly to me comes down to can, can Northwestern's offense do enough? And I think they can. I think they can do just enough. This over-unders at like 44, like classic Big Ten style. Um, I think they can do plenty enough. And Hunter Johnson's just got to be a better quarterback this year. And truly, I, I like the three. I'm playing the three. That is an official play for me. Northwestern minus three versus Michigan State Friday night. One unit? Yep. Okay. So there's a play for Friday night. Northwestern minus three. The other games are a little bit questionable. So think about staying away from them. Yeah. Well, think about – and one more thing to add to that um, – Northwestern's DBs is their best thing on their defense, their best unit. Um, North or Michigan State has Jalen Noir and Jaden Reed as their receiving threats. They're the two best players on Michigan State's team. Again, are you going to be able to throw the ball to them? I don't know. Like, that's I, – I won't believe it till I see it, and I believe Northwestern can do it at home. I believe it. Okay, there's a great play for Friday. Now let's move to the full slate on Saturday. Um, a lot of great games, a lot of great matchups, some good lines. There's some very bad lines in there, however. Who wants to lead us off? We'll just go through our plays, what you like, and then why. Very briefly, why? Because there's a lot of them already. I, I can go first. I'm just going to go Kentucky. My, my, said my theme was big spreads. Going Kentucky minus 30 and a half against ULM. ULM. <laughs> I'm on that as well. Mark me down. 42 points a game and 465 yards per game in Sunbelt play last year. I'm laughing because they're almost as bad as uh, UConn football. Um, yeah, I, I don't understand the whole Bowden, Terry Bowden hire, which with Rich Rod at offensive coordinator. They've got some transfer portal guys coming in. And and we were there. That's plus, that's plus money that. pick too right now, by the way. That's a Actually, plus you know what? Pick. No, no, no. Fuck that place because they wouldn't open their bookstore for us. Yeah. And we couldn't they, get onto the football field. Yeah. Good point. They, the they, they, I mean, they it wasn't, like, it was on like Christmas break, too. Well, okay. fuck them. We, we got into the basketball arena. Yeah, true. Oh, yeah, we, did. we were walking to the bookstore and it had closed two minutes before we got there. We go, hey, we're off from out of town. We just like to look around. We're definitely going to buy something. The guy goes, yeah, I was going to spend money. He looked at it. It's like we were idiots. He's like, no. We go, Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, buddy. You well, they have karma coming for him, Jordan. Yeah. Karma coming <laughs> on them. Put it on. <laughs> so yeah, I think Levis and Wandell Robinson. They need to get that connection going early. What better way to start off with this fucking shitty ass defense out of the ULM Warhawks? I love that confidence out of Schaefer. I'm screenshotting it and writing it down right now. I love that. <laughs> yes, Kentucky by thirty that's, and a half. That's, that's plus money right now. We love that bet. So take Kentucky. Uh, JP, we'll jump to you for a Saturday pick. Ooh, Saturday pick for me. I will take Georgia Tech minus 18 versus Northern Illinois. Now, I know Northern Illinois is my de facto MAC team and that whole thing in DeKalb, Illinois. 
but I don't believe in the NIU roster at all. They didn't win a single game last year. They bring in Rocky Lombardi from Michigan State, whom we were just talking about, and he'll probably be your starter at NIU. Didn't have a great year in the Big Ten. Now he's going to play Georgia Tech in the ACC, who's – and if we're being honest, like Rocky Lombardi saw some good defenses in the Big Ten. Georgia Tech's not as good of a defense, but they're way more athletic on offense than NIU is on defense. So I think Georgia Tech's looking to build something in Atlanta. They're going to be much better at every position. They're going to have the ability to run the football everywhere. This isn't your daddy's Georgia Tech team. They're spreading it out. They're, you know, going through the air. Jeff Sims, great. He had a good true freshman year last year. Ran for over 500 yards, and I'm ready for them to just beat the tar out of this You got that at 18 or 18 and a half? 18. Georgia Tech by 18 at NIU on Saturday. That's another full unit play out of Jordan Pierce. Um, Look out for Georgia Tech. Okay, to me, Saturday pick to lead us off. This is a not, I guess, minor mostly in big games, kind of. Um, I like Oklahoma minus 18 against Tulane. They were supposed to be on the road, and this is a first-half pick. First half, I like Oklahoma to lead by three touchdowns at half. Here's why. This game was supposed to be at Tulane. It was moved to Norman two days ago. I'm actually on an OU ticket exchange group on Facebook. I was trying to get a better deal for the Nebraska game. Don't have to worry about that now. However, there are a shit ton of people trying to get to this game. It's going to be packed. Oklahoma's the number two team in the country. Don't forget that. Tulane went 6-6 six and six last year, had some very bad losses on their track record. I think they get steamrolled, and they're down by three touchdowns at half. Oklahoma minus 18 first half. All helmet team, though. Yes, all helmet team for sure. But they wear Have we seen that? Have we seen what Tulane's wearing? All white. On the road, all white with the white helmet, the green wave. Yeah. See, my Saturday pick is just going to be the one that's going to be the bigot uh, play of the week that the boys are going to be talking about. Uh, don't say it. Oh, oh never mind. Okay, okay. Can't say it. No, don't say it. No spoilers. Shoot. Okay, no spoilers. Never mind. Okay, back through the 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 uh, realm of beautiful men who like to bet on sports, Schaefer. Okay, let's go. Let's keep it in conference for my play. I got Auburn minus 37 points against the University of Akron. You hate Akron, bro. You hate them. I I don't know if I hate Akron. You fucking hate them. They're just, they are just terrible. And I mean. Schaefer loves laying big points with people. (laughs) Well, think about this. Schaefer's rooting for a lot. Well, it did me, maybe because. Don't talk him out of it. It did be just fine last week with San Jose State and uh, Fresno State. So I'm just going to kind of keep the train rolling. Uh, Akron only scored more than 14 points twice last season. They were 1-6, and six and they were horrible. Guess what? They only played MAC teams. This is the fucking SEC. I think that the size mismatch on the offense and defensive line is going to be scary and frightening. I need Bo Nix to show up. If Bo Nix can come out and finally be efficient offensively, this is going to be a steamroll. Hopefully they don't put in. uh, And if they do go to the backups in the second half, they got LSU transfer TJ Finley, who got a lot of snaps last year. So if they are steamrolling, I can see them keeping it going. I love it. Give me Auburn minus 37. Yep. Yep. We'll get your record up before you head to Fayetteville where the boys are going to watch you take an L. Yep. Yep. Okay. Down to JP. Yeah, you know, I have one more play on Saturday that I'm not going to mention. At the you only moment. have one more. Yeah, I gave. Good. I have. I have a Friday. I have a Thursday. I 
quality over quantity. Say Fuck me, Jordan. Come quality on. There's like 20 quantity. great games. There's 20 great games. There's not 20 great lines. <laughs> okay. Back to me this then. This is what I'll say, though. This is what I'll say. Is I had a list of – how big was that list I sent you, Schaefer, uh, last Monday? Like Literally eight. 10 or 11. And oh, yeah. Played like two of them. <laughs> Here's why. Here's why. Here's why. Those are all great lines. The, okay. I was gonna I was thinking playing Marshall by two and a half over Navy because Navy was not very good last year. I don't know if I what I think about Navy. Saw them last year, obviously against BYU, and everybody's like, oh, BYU. So take it. Put a half a unit oh, on it. Enjoy okay. your life. Listen, because I am not gonna get fooled by a service academy before watching them play at least three games again. That is not going to happen. I also liked over 51 and a half in Army Georgia State. That might still happen because I truly believe Georgia State will score a billion and they won't stop Army's run offense. Um, Save your leans. Save your leans because you got to have something to say as we're going around because I got a few more and I know Schaefer does too. I think I got one I'd take it back off of you, Parks. Okay. None of you had. I'm jumping to another good game. I like Wisconsin by four and a half at home against Penn State. I am not bought into Penn State. They're four and five. I like Wisconsin to at least win by a touchdown at home in week one. This Reese. line six, and I think it might. I'm taking Penn State. I am also. I don't – I'm not – I'm actually playing it, but my pick would be Penn State as well. I figured that because you were high on Penn State all preseason. Yeah. Okay, Reese, last pick. Line gets up. Uh, Alabama first half, ten and a half. Love that. I love that. Bama plays Miami. Um, okay, back to Schaefer. Going around again. Uh, do I – well, I guess I haven't been granted the right yet, but do I give out my lock? Because my last one – well – Is the lock the same as the play of the week? Nope. Then, yes, you can – no, I give you your lock. <laughs> hey, you're going to pick when you get your lock. I, I, I vote yes to give it to him, JP. I'm, I'm just saying he can't tell you to give it to him. No, I'm not. I no, asked him right after the pick last week. Okay, I I am going to keep it within my favorite conference. Oh, never mind. I know what it Give is. me Baylor minus thirteen and a half against Texas State. Um, I know there's a lot of talk about how Texas State's going to want to put up their best against um, an in-state school when they're kind of the little brother, but. Here's the deal. They don't have an answer at quarterback. They kind of went through two guys last year who played both equal amount of snaps. They gave up 38 points per game. They gave up 500 yards per game. Baylor's got a ton of fast receivers and a really good defense. Look for them to slow down this Texas State offense and just score enough points to cover two touchdowns. Um, look at my, my theme has been giving up 40 points and giving up over 450. Bad defenses. We like betting against bad teams that have bad defenses. It's yeah. a good key right there. I like that. Okay, JP, another lean. Good. Um, I want to talk about Louisiana at Texas. Like, we got to talk about this game, right? This is, this is everybody in their mom's favorite upset pick of the whole entire weekend. And, Not and it's interesting to me because it's gotten like early in the year. It had, had its obvious, like everybody was like, okay, that's going to be a really good game in Austin. Like Billy Napier's coming in when Sark's first game, like big deal. And then – get to a point where it's like, okay, now everybody kind of watches football is like, well, watch out for Louisiana. That's all I'm saying. Like, that's going to be a great football game. Okay, I'll go straight to mine then. I like Louisiana Lafayette. I have a half a unit play, Louisiana Lafayette, plus eight. I like Louisiana Lafayette. Plus, plus eight, eight, I think, is the good. That's good. Here's the deal with that. 
I just. I'm not. You're not talking me out of it. I'm. I'm not no you bitch. Talk me, you. You stick to your guns. That's fine. I totally respect that. I just. I just fucking hate Texas. I, I'll that's, take that. That is understandable. I am with you there. But here's the deal. The talk. It's not like they're going into this game blindfolded. They've been hearing about how Louisiana is going to beat them for the last fucking three months. Okay. I think that Levi Lewis is just not. I don't think he's that great to compete against a Big Twelve defense. They lose. Mitchell, they lose Rogas at running Not back. Not the Ooh. Big 12 homer factor. That was the Big 12 defense like they're astounding. They, they have a good defense, and they got a lot of weapons on offense, too. You got B. John Robinson, who's easily a top five running back in the country. Um, but like I was saying, they lost their two power backs who they just gave the ball to time after time. Now it's like, okay, Lewis, you got to make some plays. We're going to Austin first game, figure it out. The whole Iowa State game. Anybody can fuck off if they don't think that was a fluke last year. A lot of people are like, well, they went into Ames. First of all, it was an empty stadium. Second of all, 30 of them were out for COVID the week before. And thirdly, they won by giving up two special team touchdowns. So to say that they did it last year and that this is not going to be any different is just a load of shit. I just like plus eight because I think if Texas wins by seven, Reese, correct me if I'm wrong, I win. You do. That, thank you very much. I like that. Yeah. We don't need a win. We need a cover, which is my favorite thing to say. In this ain't a hobby. Okay, Reese, do you have another pick? Uh, no, I do not. Okay, back to Schaefer. <laughs> uh, my, I, my last pick is play of the week, so. Okay. JP, any more leans? Because I have. Two. I mean, I got a lean. I have a lean that I think is just going to be a great, the best game that everybody's going to want to watch. Yep, there you go, Schaefer. Yeah, we can talk about that it's game. Year uh, of the dogs, boy. Well, I know, I know, it's not our play of the week, but I'm saying that's that's the one. That's that's what I would lean. I think that's just gonna be the most fun game to watch all weekend, and like having something on is just gonna be what I would want to do. And I w- I would lay money line with it. I would hey, do Reece, I would do Georgia to win. Going on at nine thirty uh, Saturday night. Why don't you not. Some, why don't you put some money on San Diego State minus thirty one and a half against <laughs> New Mexico State if you're really bored. Fade the Aggies. <laughs> okay, my last pick before we jump to play of the week and talk about Georgia and Clemson. My last play, Bama by seven after the first quarter against Miami. I think Bama leads by a touchdown against Miami after the first quarter. I love this pick a lot. They're going to spank them. Yes, I like Bama for, by seven after the first quarter. Okay, now it's time to talk about Georgia and Clemson. Obviously, massive game. DJ Ukulele's. First game as a true starter for the Clemson Tigers. And then JT Daniels on the opposite side. Great quarterback matchup. Great matchup early in the year. SEC versus ACC. Who takes it? Why aren't we playing it? This line stinks. This line stinks. I agree. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it stinks. I think it's kind of in the right Then spot. play it, bitch. I'm, I'm thinking about <laughs> it. I'm thinking about it. We'll see how my Saturday afternoon goes before I make any plays that night. I like that. Um, I think that this is a good spot for Georgia. You know, three points. These are two really good teams with two really good defenses. And this is going to come down to the last possession. So what better than a field goal? I think that three is just the perfect amount. I think the defensive line is going to be the biggest factor on both sides of the football. But particularly, I think Georgia is going to give DJ a lot of pressure. Um, I think an underplay would be good. It's possibly a lean for anybody else thinking about that. But I think that this is going to be a low-scoring game. I think that Georgia is going to continue to keep their hot streak going off of last year. Uh, JT Daniels is going to keep his perfect streak alive. 
possibly win the football game. He's 4-0. Why not go 5-0? and And I just don't think we're 110% sure on DJ yet. You know, he played in that Notre Dame game and absolutely lit him up. But, I mean, that defense for Notre Dame was a little shaky. I don't – we weren't all bought in to Notre Dame last year. Um, we don't know exactly what we're going to get out of him in particularly, and he's going to be seeing a much better defense on this side of the ball uh, this time around. So, Okay. My breakdown of the game is I'm on JP side. I think this line is right. I think J- Schaefer is correct. It's a great spot. However, I don't want to be on the wrong side of it at the end and know that line was spot on and I got fucked on the wrong side. I can't do that personally. I think Georgia wins the football game. So if you're going to play it, I love the pick on Viggett at plus 125, Reese. Is that what you had? Yes. Plus 125 on Viggett, I think, is a smart play. I think Georgia wins the football game. I think JP's on the other side. So what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I like Georgia well in the spot. I just okay. think – I think I can trust – I mean, I feel like I can – Can you? That was a fucking moment of silence right there. <laughs> proven, proven DJ Uyunglele is just – and a proven devil of Sweeney versus a Kirby Smart who hasn't gotten over the hump, and a JT Daniels who didn't really see any of the top defenses last year in the SEC when he blew up. And then when he did, he struggled in the bowl game against Cincinnati. So they have pieces in every spot. Both teams do. They're going to be basically equal. That's why if this game was later in the year, I think it'd be even. It'd just be a pick em. That's I'm surprised it's not a pick em at this point in time. A lot of people like Georgia. A lot of people like Clemson. For the simple fact that I really just want to watch this game and see the two teams really battle it out, I would just – I wouldn't play anything. But if I had to play something, I liked 51 and a half over. And, you know, I think that's uh, not very many points, but for these two teams of the defenses they have, for that team, may feel yeah. like the top end of that. Schaefer like mentioned before, true. like, it's – they're, like, two of the best defenses. I mean, Georgia had the best rush defense, like, in 2020 – and I feel like, I mean, you're, I mean, you're restacked, you're reloaded. And if you can hold Clemson to not run the ball as well as they would like to, and you're going to make the new guy throw the ball that – you're going to make the new guy throw often on like every third down that you could, I mean, you feel like that guy's going to make a mistake at some point. It could be costly. And, I mean, that's why I like Georgia's defense. Like, they're both great, but I just feel like if, if it comes down to quarterback play, I mean, you have to, like – you have to be leaning JT Daniels. You have to be leaning Georgia, so – that's why I like quarterback him. play. I'm taking DJ. <laughs> the simple fact that I've seen him do it against people rather than I haven't seen JT Daniels do it on the same level. Like, like go look at the games they won, like last year. Okay, well, what's the difference between Notre Dame and Cincinnati last year? I mean, not <laughs> the defenses were both solid, and one looked good and the other didn't. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's what I'm saying. Fair breakdown of that game. I think it'll be – I mean, I know it'll be the best game to watch. Unless Alabama and Miami gets interesting, I don't think there's many people out there in the world that think it will. I agree with Schaefer. I think Alabama rolls in that game. That's why I'm playing them. Obviously, Georgia is our pick to beat Clemson week one. I don't think it'll have a long-standing effect when it comes to college football playoff rankings later in the year. However, I, it's a big game for week one, and I don't mind having that game to watch. Uh, sneaky – Sneaky game to watch later. Other plays, yes. Yep. Utah State plus a 17 versus Washington State. 
Okay. We don't need to dive in deep dive into that. Just watch out for that game. I think the Aggies have a chance to get really close in that one. Okay, a couple other no I, no deep dives. La Tech plus twenty three at Mississippi State. Mississippi State sucks balls. Wait, time out, time out. You you've got to play San Jose State. Yes, that's what that's the second one I was going to. Okay, depending upon how my eleven a.m. goes. It's at thirteen and a half now. Depending upon how my eleven a.m. game goes. It depends on what amount of units I will be putting on San Jose State plus 13 and a half, which is plus 100 right now. So I might take 14 to play it a little bit more safe, which probably 105, 110, considering 13 and a half plus 100. I like San Jose State to compete, especially more than what people are thinking and how high people are on in USC. San Jose State's a great football points. team. San Jose, points. San Jose State. Well, not, not, not fans aren't. Fans are thinking USC is going to roll up. No, 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 no. But you said the experts, therefore the odds makers, and they said 14 points. I don't know if they're experts. I think that's the computer's the expert. Well, they got somebody's got to run the damn thing. Yeah, they just type in whatever the computer tells them, which is always, it's right. You're right. That's a great spot. I think San Jose State co- uh, covers. I like San Jose State. It just depends on how many units I will be putting on them. Fresno State and Oregon, too. Another good game. That's sneaky. 20 and a half. Great football Saturday. I might not leave my couch. I'm not, I'm not leaving my couch. I already have my Saturday planned, like from getting up in the morning to end of the night. That's I'm sadly, I'm I don't I'm a little torn that I'm going to the game. I because I'm gonna miss some games to watch. But hammer the Panthers at 31 and a hook. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No. 31's like, a lot for that game. I feel like 50. I feel like the I feel like the over under is low on that game. What is it? I, it, it I saw like 52. 52. Like, if it's a 31-point spread, like, I don't know, man. Like I think, I think Iowa State wins 37-14 to or something. I don't know. I don't think we're going to – 31 and a half points is – if you don't know anything about the rivalry and that – I if you call it a rivalry or whatever it is. It's a rivalry. Like, they, I think they've earned the respect of Iowa and Iowa State. They call it a little bit of a rivalry. Sure. Anyway. Oh, well, my God. You about lost two years ago. Don't sure my ass. I just just said sure. I did. <laughs> you said sure. Anything other other more than that? Um, yeah, it's just going to be different this time around. We're bigger. We're faster. We're stronger. We got a better run. I think the back. defense is much better than yeah, time yeah. before. So, more experienced. Yeah, and you and I, they're they're kind of on the down, especially offensively. They got some dudes on defense, but I like I think the under, and I I don't see us winning by thirty two points, but I would not be complaining if we did. Okay, fair. That's a lot of Saturday games. There is, however, one that we all love on the table, and that is the play of the week. The first Vigit play of the week is here. This is what the line is on Vigit and most sports books. Email. Who wants to do the announcement this week? You want me to do it? Email. Email. Uh, that gives it all away. I love it. It's Kansas not, State. Maybe, maybe. No, no. Majority of people are going to be like, I was going to say, people are like, <laughs> I didn't. I I didn't know what that meant. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Kansas State to win by three or more points on, in Arlington, Texas against Stanford. Fire me up, Chris Kleiman. K State minus three. Why do we love this so much? Let me, Schaefer. Let me give a point, and then you can give a point. You can feed off each other that way. Simple as I'll go. Reese, where's a great place to fuck off? <laughs> going to go away, man. Oh, me too. The simplest point first, I believe in Deuce and Skyler to make plays and be the best playmakers on the field. And point 1B, Stanford hasn't really settled on a quarterback yet. 
Can you still off my points? Okay, but that's we're, we're, no, okay it's over. No, no, Schaefer, that's it. Go, Schaefer, go I, fuck I off, buddy. Say, Schaefer, come with us. We're fucking <laughs> off over here. I was just going to say, yeah, we talk about a guy. Dude, K-State, they can beat anybody in the Big 12 when Skylar Thompson's under center and Kleiman's a coach. I mean, they just, for some reason, they got a connection. It works. Deuce Vaughn's going to be the best offensive threat on the field for either team. Um, and people forget, Kansas State was 4-0. People do forget with a win in Norman, and they were first in the Big 12 in October until they lost Skylar Thompson and just got depleted by COVID. This is a really good football team. I think the, the problem is with them is going to be their line, getting them throughout the season. But um, I think that this is going to be a spot where Stanford's like, okay, we're play, replacing Davis Mills. We're project, uh, projected to only win fucking four games. And we haven't decided on a quarterback yet, and we play in two days. So that just kind of shows you where they're at. So I really, really like K-State. Um, they're kind of the better version of Stanford, and I think that they're going to win this football game. Yeah, and, I mean, losing, losing Briley Moore at tight end last year really hurts when you don't have a guy on the edge to, like, be your, you know, blanket on the backside. But I think they'll have the ability to just run the ball and control things, which is what Stanford likes to do, but I think they'll do it better than Stanford. Like Stanford hasn't felt like Stanford the last couple of years. And when you don't have a quarterback set in stone, when David Shaw doesn't have that offensive line and a great back in the backfield, get a little unsettling over there his, on the farm. His hot seat's got to be coming, isn't it? It's been that way. Uh, I think he definitely got another year due to the pandemic um, as everyone should, because it was just a horseshit year. Uh, figured out this year. Stanford, Stanford last year was four and two, and you look at it, you're like, oh, four and two, not a bad year. No, it, it was kind of a bullshit year because they didn't beat anybody, and they lost to bad teams. Colorado smoked them last year, and Colorado had an odd year. Like it was, that's very misleading to look at Stanford's record and go off that. I'm simply going off the fact that I believe and climb in more than David Shaw right now. I believe in Skylar Thompson more than I believe in whoever Stanford's going to put under center. And yeah, I believe in Deuce Bond. Davis Mills is a, he's a good quarterback. Like he was he's a, a good quarterback, player. but I don't think, I don't think he's enough. I don't think he can change a game. I don't think he can make plays to be like, bring Stanford back. No, I'm saying like after losing him last year at four and two, I think like he was a respectable quarterback and for him, for them to replace him this year, it's, I mean, it's going to be on notice. I think, I don't mean, where, I mean, where does Stanford go from here? Like, they don't blow you away on any side of the ball. Like, they have, you have Austin Jones last year who ran for whatever amount of yards, and, but he's not the Bryce Love. He's not a Christian McCaffrey. He's not all these other guys that they've had in the past. So, I mean, find a quarterback, find a team, I guess, David. That's, I just love Kansas State in this spot, and especially, you know, um, even if it's a neutral site game, I think purple is going to fly down into Jerry's world. Yeah. That's, that's going to be a little more of a home game for them. It's a Big 12 stadium. It's obviously a lot closer for them than it is Stanford fans. And I don't think fucking Stanford fans travel anyways. You have yeah. to look at the 100% health competition that they both faced last year. Both teams are 100% healthy. You take Stanford out of the Pac-12 only playing Pac-12 teams, which was fucking awful. They only go 4-2. and two. And then you have a 4-0 and oh Kansas State team on the other side who beats debatably the bet well not debatably the best team in the big 12 in Oklahoma and then plays Iowa State when they're down without Skylar Thompson we don't have to worry about that Skylar Thompson's back so I agree I think this pick is is pretty close to a lock Kansas State is closer to home than Stanford is um so I like Kansas State as well and we're all on it 
play of the week. You have to put it down. Play of the week. Play of the week. Play of the week. Put it down. Stanford gave up over 200 yards per game on the ground last year. Not good for Deuce. Uh, yeah, that ain't, that ain't good. But it sounds good for us because you got to take K-State minus three. I also have decided, I feel like I should mention, I decided this earlier today when I was sitting pondering my thoughts as a great man does. I will buy every team, the play of the week, the team we bet on, if they win and the pick hits, I will buy a T-shirt for that football team or that school for the I'm rest in. of the year. I'm in. Okay. I will Shit, buy a Kansas State shirt. Like got, it's got to win. It's got to win. It's got to win. Well, yes. think about it. Every you're, win, you're, what? You're going to win every week. That's what I'm saying. I want 12 random shirts. But it's going to pay for itself. Exactly. So I am fully in on that. I will Wait, probably. 13. 13 oh, yeah. You want to count bowl games and, and conference championships and 15. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. No, that's fine with me. I, I like random, wearing random college shirts anyway, but this just felt like a great way to pick which one's for me. Um, so I am going to start looking at Kansas State shirts, pondering what I will get um, when simple, this play hits because it will hit. Shirt, white power cat. Simple. I might go – I like the writing. I like the Nike dry fits. I'll spend a little cash because hey, if it's play of the week. Speaking of writing, did you see what Michigan State's wearing? Oh, fuck. Yeah, I like – I like that. That reminds me of their basketball. Why do you script on your helmet and then black letter your chest? Why not script at all? Come on. Like, let it flow a little bit. But, okay, that touches on every game we wanted to talk about. If you don't remember the plays that we just said because you're an idiot and you didn't write them down or place them as we said them, you can follow us on action at It's Just Money Pod on action. Our account is linked to, tw- to our Twitter, which is at It's Just Money Pod, and that is platform-wide for social media platforms. Follow us on action. You can see our plays, how many units we put on a play per bet. Uh, you can track us the whole year. We're 6-2 and two right now, which is, according to my math, and winning money. And that is very good. Um, so 6-2, and two, 75% of bets have been hit. We'll continue to be hot. We'll continue to do the research for you guys. We wanted to round this podcast out. Reese has an announcement. Go ahead. No, I was say I haven't embraced. I haven't embraced a bait. If like, because I listen to today's PMT, it made me think about it. But whatever you got, I have a question at the end. I just want to hear okay. what you guys think. No, no, no. Hey, just hey. I was just saying, wrapping things up. We wanted to do uniforms that were released this week that we oh, yeah. enjoyed thoroughly. Oh, before we say the uniforms, Ole Miss minus ten versus Louisville Monday. We'll probably have content. Over. Oh, I was gonna. I was gonna say that's that's that might be the game I bet the over under on at seventy five and a half if I have a good week, just because so I want to see points. Oh, yeah, I like Ole Miss minus ten. <laughs> I think Matt Corral is gonna throw the ball all over that defense, and Louisville lost everybody without even having any production in the first place. So, okay, all points are made. Was that your announcement, Reese? Nope. Okay, go ahead with your announcement, and then we'll talk uniforms. I was gonna say so. Say this Georgia Clemson game goes, Clem or Georgia wins. But then say they lose in the championship game, so Alabama wins it. They both have one win. Clemson has one win. They go in the ACC. You're talking about losses, right? Huh? Yeah, losses. Okay. Yes, I think. Bama Bama, – no, but Bama wins the SEC. Oklahoma or Iowa State wins the Big 12. Oklahoma's got one loss. Iowa State has one loss. So you'd have like you'd have Oklahoma, you'd have Oklahoma or Iowa State with one loss. You'd have um, Georgia with one loss, or like Alabama, depending on. Or I guess it would be Georgia with one loss if they lose to Alabama in the championship game. 
Cincinnati goes undefeated, do they get in over an Iowa State or Oklahoma or a Georgia team? Yes. If Cincinnati goes undefeated, I think they get in because they have the resume built up if they do go undefeated, win in South Bend and at Indiana. So yes. even if even if Georgia loses to a Alabama team that wins the SEC, Iowa Iowa State loses to a team in Oklahoma like Yes, I feel like you really cannot keep them out because they did what you said, scheduled their tough non-conference. They can't do anything about their conference, but they scheduled at Notre Dame and at Indiana, so there's literally no reason to not put the 12 12 and 0 team in this year. That's what I was thinking about too is if you if you have like multiple one-loss teams but like they they lose to that conference champion and stuff like that. Like, do they still? Is like, is this going to be that year for that G five? But so I don't. I hope. Uh, as long as Indiana loses week one to Iowa and then has a great year the rest of the way, and then that win still stands for Cincinnati. Like they got Notre Dame and Cincinnati or Indiana got to have good years beyond Cincinnati. Okay. Which Notre Dame, Sorry. I feel like, will have the tougher path than Indiana even, because Notre Dame. We talked about their schedule in the previews. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's a little bit ridiculous, their schedule and how many good teams they play. Um, so, I, JP, I get what you're saying there because if Notre Dame goes 5-7 and seven and Indiana goes 6-6, six and six, then those losses that they built that resume on or those wins that they built that resume on become less valuable, and then that's when you could run into some trouble. So it'll be interesting to say it plays out, but it's a good question. Schaefer, your thoughts? Uh, I was going to kind of – yeah, like where JP was going, I, I think if Indiana – I don't know. They, they'll be interesting this year. They need to have a good year if Cincinnati beats them. Um, uh, I mean, if Georgia and Alabama both have one loss, good luck keeping both of them out of the college football playoff, especially the, to the committee. But, I mean, who knows? That's what I'm thinking. You're going to have the three conference champions, and then, like, does that one-loss Georgia team, if they lose to Alabama and it's, like, a great game, like, I, they're going to have a I tough mean, time keeping them out, I think. Yeah, they're going to – it's the SEC. They'll both get in. But, okay, now it is time to mention quickly, quickly, the uniforms that you like that dropped this week. I'll lead it off. I love Nebraska uniforms. It's my favorite logo, the NU. I think it's the best alternate helmet we've had by a mile. The video was cool. The team sucks. Not trying to say the team's good now. I just like the uniform a lot, and I like the uh, tribute that they're doing it for. I know what JP's pick is. No, you don't. Yeah, yeah, I do. What? It's Arizona State's Forky release. Not what I was going to say, but 100%. Uh, absolutely beautiful. They enlarged. Forky that was mine. That was mine. We're Sparky. Why are we calling him Forky? His name's Sparky. Sparky. Get it right. Oh, yeah. Forky's Toy Story 4. That's a my bad. That's a fucking my bad. <laughs> you got me saying it. I was like, what? Forky? No. Uh, NC State just released a slobbering wolf to put on the side of their helmet. That looks absolutely filthy. Um, on the theme of dogs, Reese. Washington is putting the old school W with the Husky logo inside of it on their helmets. Little like 1991 throwback action. Those look. We love dogs in this podcast. Exactly. And then Virginia Tech's wearing, I don't know if I like these. Schaefer hates anything involving dogs. I love the color orange, but Virginia Tech's going white helmet, orange pants, orange jersey. And it looks all right. It looks pretty good. I didn't know if I love it, but I mean, those are, Pretty nasty. Um, Schaefer, do you have one before JP takes him off? I'm going to get one in. Talk. Like, say something. I'm just letting you roll, man. I was just letting you go. If you Uh, say Kansas, you're done talking. Are the baby blues? You don't like them? No. Those are bad. Those are bad. Uh, No, I was going to go with North Texas's 1970 retro uniform. Oh, yeah. What a green. 
Yeah. I think it's a great yeah. green. I, I, love, uh, I love when teams go like 70s throwback into a modern uniform. Uh, it's so that's so bring cool. back like Arizona's doing it now and other schools are doing it like the simplistic striped logo that's kind of like old school but new school at the same time like a lot yeah. of those things look really good yeah so that's that's my pick Maryland was the other one that's doing it on their throwback unis like just the simplistic line style on the shoulders looks so good okay Illinois put, Illinois needs to put white on their jerseys if they're going to go back to the white face mask Okay, that wraps up an action-packed, pick-packed episode. Play of the week, Kansas State minus three, T-shirts, and our asses are on the line. Massive game this uh, today, Ohio State-Minnesota, shaved head, tattooed ass, and possible pneumonia on the line. So there's a lot riding on week one for the boys. Um, great picks were released. It has been a great episode. We appreciate hey, before you. Before we go, let's what give you got? Let's give Reese a little bit of recognition here. Reese has officially enlisted into the U.S. Army, and we are very happy for him. Big round of applause for Reese, boy. Yay, Reese. Yay. I, haven't done I haven't done shit yet, but Reese, last episode with us will be the week of September 18th, Wednesday, I believe, unless he's able to do it. We don't know yet, and I don't know if he does. If he's not, then he's gone. But – It'll be a, a sad week, and we will address it when it comes. I'm not ready for it. Um, but congratulations, Reese. That's a very thank good you. point. Awesome. Okay. Thank you. Thank now you. it's time to wrap up. It has been a great episode, a ton of picks. Make sure you bet them. Make sure you follow us on all of the social medias at It's Just Money Pod. Make sure you download the Vigit app. You got a lot of shit to do, so mark this down. It's a great week. Down. College football is fully back. Um, Schaefer, back. No, 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 Reese, oh. your turn. Take us out. What what's gonna be play to take us out? You already know, man. The Aggie wore him. No. Nope. Oh, piano man. Piano man, play it. Play it piano it. man. <laughs> we want to college football. Can we just play like a fight song or something peppy? No, no, no. Oh, did he ask you or did he ask me? You got I last week. Yeah. You said Rocky oh, Top. I forgot week man. one. Like, let's get on the trend of high. You got oh, Rocky no, actually, Top. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. I got one. I got one. Change it from piano man. Okay, wait. Stop piano man. Okay, yeah, go. Dix Dixieland oh. delight. Dixieland Delight. All right, cue it. We'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us. Smile.